right. Here we are. Episode... What episode? I, I forgot already. Six? Is it six? I believe this it's is fun. episode six. Okay, six. Of? That record got me high. That's Rob Elba. That's Barry Stock. And tonight, we're discussing a new wave <laughs> classic. Yes, this is definitely new wave. It's stuff. definitely new wave. Um, this is uh, Magazines, The Correct Use of Soap, their third album. And their last with legendary, in the punk rock community at least, guitar player John McGeeck, who went on to fame and fortune with Susie and the Banshees. Susie and the Banshees, that's right. And I knew his name sounded familiar to me, and he's a really good guitar player. He's very innovative. He plays so many cool stuff, and you could definitely hear things on this record that later on you heard on Yes, Susie Records, and he stuff. also played with PIL from 1986 to 1992 oh, okay, until okay. Uh, PIL uh, disbanded. So, I'm going to be honest, when you first... First of all, I should apologize to Barry, because last episode, I accused you of being a passive... Aggressive That's aggressive. Something. Oh, I may have been. No, I think you were. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were, but I just, I'm just, it's not really much of an apology. But um, I, uh, thank you, Barry's adjusting my mic. Uh, I was going to accuse you again of being passive aggressive because I thought he didn't, he picked this record, like he didn't pick, the one I knew was Real Life, the, yeah, first, the first magazine album. one. Right. And I go, he picked this one just to be, just to pick some obscure record, oh, no. just to be, but then, oh, uh, no. yes, when I, when I dove into it and did the, uh, did the listen, uh, it, it is really great record and I recommend, you know, we're the, we're the podcast where we, where we dig in, we dig deep, we talk about records, but you know, if you want to listen to it, I recommend definitely getting this, this record this, and listening to it. This record, yeah. Um, this record is, you know, the, probably if you, if you, We're trying a third tape recorder and to just make things more complicated. Only episode six, and it fell. Yeah, we're just tweaking. So, So, if you like, um, their first album was a is is a more uh, aggressive sounding record. um, With they've got a lot of Roxy Music influences. Right, they've got a lot of Bowie influence from the Heroes Low Lodger. And and it has song. I feel like it has songs on it that a lot of people who, who were even marginally listened to, uh, like New Wave at the time, would have heard a definitive gaze yep. and uh, shot by both sides. Yep. And the uh, light pours the out light of me pours definitely out of me, um, for sure. because that's been covered by a couple different people. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, uh, and those are all great songs that are on the first record. So those uh, those may be more well known. But then once I listened to this one, I realized there were songs on this one that I also knew. Yeah, like I think um, the uh, because you're frightened. There's a lot of people saw Erg, a music war that movie, and they perform because you're frightened. No model, I think maybe it's model worker in Erg, a music war, and so there was. Uh, oh, I didn't even remember that magazine. They're they're not they're they're in the movie. They're they're probably not on the the the, the probably soundtrack. Not. Yeah, they probably yeah. didn't make. Did they make know. the sound? Because the soundtrack didn't have everyone that performed. Maybe it's been a while. Right. Um, I actually had a copy of it, or have a copy of it around here somewhere. Oh, but I used to listen to the fuck out of that thing. I love their music war. I mean, that so was, uh, um, Model Worker. It was their contribution to that, and uh, I think you're right. I think Model Worker is. Yeah, you're it right. Is. It is on that. And Model Worker is on uh, Greg Use of Soap. 
Um, but magazine formed when Howard Devoto, who was the original singer for the Buzzcocks, and he is uh, on the Spiral Scratch EP, which is the first Buzzcocks recording. Um, and there's also some recordings out there uh, you can find pretty easily of uh, him he doing uh, when performing Orgasmatic with the Buzzcocks uh, with Howard DeVoto singing. And oh really? Yeah. Because I didn't see. I didn't. I, I knew he was in the Buzzcocks, but I knew he had a very we'll, short. Maybe I'll toss that in as a audio. Um, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Because I saw they did. Um, a boredom. What was on that first one? Boredom. boredom. Orgasmatic. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but the, the orgasmatic that's on there, I think, is the Pete Shelley version. Okay, but I, I guess him and Pete co-wrote those. They, uh, I would think so. And you could tell uh, in in this record, he still has that very clever word play. Um, very much so. And really great lyrics. But yeah, definitely him and him and Pete were from the same school of just uh, uh, writing great lyrics that definitely. Uh, rise above your, you know, stereotypical literate. punk songs. Yeah, and Howard Devoto writes very. I mean, there's literary references in there, and he's very, um, very clever, and probably to his detriment at the time, a lot of time because in the punk scene, being clever might have been seen as, uh, you know, um, they were they were clever too, to a fault. Yes, too yeah, clever. Too clever. <laughs> That's oh, the, they're that's being the clever. Spinal Tap thing. Maybe it's And they clever. were also good musicians. They could really play. They're really was, good musicians. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that was the one. Of the, he actually said he left the Buzzcocks because he was kind of... Uh, the whole punk, punk thing yeah. was a little too... His quote, he had a quote. Did you see the quote? He said, what was once unhealthily fresh <laughs> is now a clean old hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so. That's such a British well, way of describing. He, he and Howard DeVoto were at the f- famous... Uh, Manchester uh, Trade Union Hall Sex Pistols gig were also Marquis Smith and it was the gig uh, um, where everyone that was there started a band formed a band yes that's right okay okay. so um, he and uh, and Devoto were were at that gig you mean Pete Shelley and no uh, Devoto and Pete Shelley were at that gig yeah yeah and uh Decided that they needed to, uh, you know. So he, so he formed magazine, which what would you say? I was thinking maybe art rock in a way. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of art rocky, yeah. right? It's 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 uh, a post punk. It's, it's definitely post-punk. it's good. Like, okay, they're the first post punk band. If you wanted, if you wanted to say, okay, there was punk rock and then there was post punk, and you. This is their it. They're yeah, the that's touchstone. that's fair to say because uh, the guy that left the Buzzcocks and formed this band that's his, that's post punk. And right the there first record because, is what seventy yeah. eight. So yes, seventy eight yeah. is the first magazine record, right? And uh, then in the course of a couple of years, seventy eight. It's 79. already post. Isn't that funny? Like yeah, punk just started, right. and there was. <laughs> yeah. already post. But they're not punk rock. It's not. A, no, no. They it's have, definitely they have not. The, they have the aggression and the energy, but there's also finesse, and there's a very definite. There's uh, some there's some prog you could almost say a little sure, proggy which is sure. the art you know the art rock type thing sure. which um Roxy music type the sure. thing and, Bowie. and that. yeah right so sophisticated a little more sophisticated sophisticated and, uh, that's yeah. probably what got them is that they were a, they were there was a sophistication to their sound in fact Dave Formula the keyboard player <laughs> what, a, was, what a great what a great new yeah, wave name yeah, by the way exactly. Dave, Dave Formula, Formula is the yeah, keyboard yeah. player and um, <laughs> he was in a like a sixties band so he was oh yeah that's right that's right and he uh, he'd been around um, and 
So uh, the so this was their this was their third record yeah. magazine's third record on Virgin. Virgin. They were on Virgin Records, also the same. Which uh, the Sex but their Pistols first were with, on the, with this producer who was. Uh, you want to uh, talk about the producer? Who was the producer? Oh, okay. You didn't go. You didn't. Oh, that part. Martin Hammond. Martin That's Hammett. right. I forgot. Yeah, Martin right. Hammett. Factory yeah. Records, Joy Division. There's so much uh, lineage, like like yeah. punk, post punk lineage on this record right. between the guitar player that ended up playing for Sushi Susie and the Banshees, Banshees and Martin, Martin Hammett, who also produced Joy Division. Yeah, and he produced early. U two, some early U two stuff was Martin mm-hmm. Hammett had his hand in. He has a distinctive sound. Um, cold, a cold sound, a sort of a uh, clinical, and uh, but some of the touches on this magazine record are more uh, a little more um, melodic, and th- there's a background vocalist who does really beautiful. Uh, uh, oh, Laura, yeah, Laura, Laura Teresa, Teresa yes, great. Beautiful background vocals on this, and they float in at certain moments. Yeah, this this album. I mean, someone you you do not have to like punk or anything to really no, like this album. You if not. you're a music fan, yeah, uh, and and you like even if, if you like bands like I don't know Rush or yeah, Pink sure, Floyd, sure, you sure. will you will listen this to this record a, this and say, record "Wow, this you. is a really good record." It is, um, and there are uh, I dug up some quotes about it. Um, all music, um, Howard Devoto's lyrics are also a little de- less depressive, though they're le- no less biting. Uh, talking about that from their second album, the closing, uh, a song from under the floorboards, another near anthem, an unofficial sequel to the light pours out of me, includes uh, s- sticking Devotoisms like the famous line, "My irritability keeps me alive and kicking." Oh yes, and uh, <laughs> another line. I know the meaning of life, and it doesn't help me a bit. So, um, and it's a really catchy song, though. This song, is. That, like, is in the state in my head. Apparently, Morrissey record, covers it. Uh, Morrissey, we're going to talk about it. once we dive into it more. We're going to talk about the Morrissey cover. This there is because... a Morrissey connection too that I, I read about this afternoon with. Um, well, uh, Devoto's girlfriend was Morrissey's. Was writing a book about Morrissey. And oh, so, <laughs> okay, okay. So there's all kinds of. Well, uh, no matter what you think of Morrissey, regardless, he has very good taste in music. He does. He actually does. Yeah, he, he's I, a bastard. Let's <laughs> just cut to the chase. He's a total bastard. He could be in, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a curmudgeon. I, I don't think he would even argue with that. I no, think he, he wouldn't. Be, a curmudgeon. Argue. But he does. He he loved the New York Dolls. He loved magazines. Yeah, he sure. definitely had really cool. Uh, yes. Definitely liked uh, good stuff, and he had good taste, and he did good covers. And his cover of this is actually really good. But it's it's also there's some funny things about it too. And Devoto's lyrics are, um, there's a quote here, Devoto has claimed that at the time, given the series of catastrophic events dominating the world, he, quote, was on talking terms with an apocalyptic view of the world. I don't really call that political. And that's true. It's, the lyrics are are not political. No, there's nothing overtly overtly political political. or anything. And, And actually, even a lot of songs are, could be kind of like, Relationship type things, they are. twisted relationship, but he brings in his worldview. He does uh, the worldview to uh, the songs that really takes them beyond that. He he references uh, a Dostoevsky in at least two at songs. least two songs. So he was yeah. obviously a big fan of uh, yeah, Fyodor yeah. Dostoevsky, yeah. which is uh, a depressing stuff to read. Usually, it's great <laughs> great stuff, but definitely yeah. uh, depressing and. Um, 
Uh, yeah, he references there, which we'll get it once we dive into more. We'll get but into the thing about the lyrics is uh, he, the worldview, there's some songs where, yet, like you said, he brings that worldview in there and you get a picture of um, in, uh, let's try to let's see which song was it, where he has, uh, um, it seems, oh, uh, Pardon me. Uh, it's the second to the last song. He's got notes now. So. I do. I have uh, <laughs> sweetheart contract. We drank from cups on standard issue sofas under scaffolding. Informed sources said we were seen by observers. It's a meeting. I received an education. I was dominant for hours. Um, descri- sounds like a. Uh, Eastern Bloc. Yes, well, it sounds like a, a Dostoevsky. I would think you were reading yeah. from Dostoevsky right there. Yeah. It's un- but it's put to music, and it's actually, and it's put yeah. to great music. It and is. It's a really and there's a great song. guitar line in there. Right. Just, um, uh, um, so, uh, Correct Use of Soap, May from 1980, this is a quote, may be their masterpiece. Pared down, dark and brooding. It sounds extremely fresh, benefiting from a Martin Hanna production. Then White Hot from his work, with Joy Division, only Devoto's standing was thus that he could borrow from Dostoevsky's Notes from the Underground on their uh, career best, A Song from Under the Floorboards, and get away with it. The deft You Never Knew Me and their post-punk, pre-funk cover of Sly and the Family Stones. Thank you for letting me be myself again. Make this their most satisfying and rounded of all their albums. And I would say that's true. Yes. And I also, I just want to point out, if you hear a panting in the background, that's... It's Barry's. If you hear someone mouthing <laughs> that fucking dog, it's Barry's dog. She, she, she she's, she's very old, and uh, she's panting for summer. <laughs> for summer, she's panting because she wants us to stop. And she, she wants okay? us to. Oh, really? She doesn't like the podcast. Uh, everyone's a critic. Anyway, no, she doesn't but... care. She's she's ancient, an ancient <laughs> dog. So, um, uh, all right. So, Howard Devoto, this is definitely Howard uh, Devoto, uh, his band. I mean, obviously, yeah, magazine, there's yeah. great players on there. There's John, yeah. the guitar player, John McGeech, John McGeech. Barry Adamson, great yeah, bass player all throughout this record. Yeah, yes. I was noticing, I'm going, wow, this guy is a great bass player. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Dave uh, Formula, Formula probably one of the best uh, new wave names of a keyboard player <laughs> and ever. And drummer, John Doyle. John Doyle, so great musicians, but this is definitely Howard Devoto. Uh, his, his his project uh, yes and, and when it, it when it disbanded he was the one that disbanded it right. so in 1981 when he not he was the one that could say we're done and and his lyrics are a really big part of uh, a part of what makes the record so great and what made magazines so great yeah um, and there's a great there's an underlying theme of fear and desperation yes yes you're right so that which brings us you ready to start diving That's into right. the record yeah, we because are. the name of the first song is because you're frightened because you're frightened um, and it starts it's a cheerful upbeat tune with a yeah, nice little it's got a really guitar cool line. new wavy yeah. guitar riff yes. <laughs> that's great that you uh, um, that just grabbed you right away at the beginning uh, And but then you know it's the lyrics are uh, talking about someone who is a and there's a and you know and as with Dream Syndicate um, two weeks ago, the you don't know it there. I my guess is that there might. Be Do you think one, this may be about one person yeah, again? I, I, the, 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 the way <laughs> you that, could be right. You could the be way right. that he's talking about this individual, and we do know Howard Devoto is straight, so it is a woman. Um, I was it, wondering. Do we know that? I was yeah, wondering. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I was yeah. wondering that because yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of songs have the undertones of a relationship. This is kind of like, sort of like a love with chaos around you. Like a lot of his things are like... Are Almost just, love. Well, yeah, yeah. But his, That's the thing that comes in here, and especially later on, in, in, uh, is that, well, um, you, it wasn't... It wasn't really love. It was something, but it wasn't really love. Um, and, and the chorus of the song is, look what fear's done to my look body. Look what fear's done to my body. So, That's so uh, descri- horribly descriptive. It is. You think of someone it's like, what has fear over, done to his body? Hunched over and, 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 and curled up. Yes. And, uh, and uh, uh, there's also another line. Um, uh your fear is my finest hour. My fear is your disguise. So he's um, involved with someone who's uh, not emotionally. There's a. It's an emotional. There, it's not a relaxed relationship. <laughs> right. And it gets. And I guess if we were if we're going with that, as the record goes on, the relationship gets. Worse. Uh, it, it gets it worse. Does. Things well, get yeah. worse. There's, yeah. there's references. Um, you want to hurt, you want to crave, you want to praise and curse and blame. <laughs> and there's also intimations that Howard perhaps feels like his partner is not his intellectual equal in some aspects. Oh, you want to believe... You just, know that's true. <laughs> yeah. You want to believe just what you like. Then you want to hurt and crave again. Um, so it's a very cheerful song um, with a great guitar line... Uh, um, that I actually sat down and figured out this week, and I had always <laughs> thought it was, <laughs> I'd always thought it was really super simple. And then I started listening to it, and I was like, "Oh, he's playing some more notes in there," and figuring out McGee's um, genius was he. Some of the stuff he came up with was, was pretty tricky to play. Uh, so it's the opposite of. Radiohead, because remember when you right. hear the yeah, Radiohead yeah. stuff, you Radiohead said oh, it sounded a- tricky, but when you yeah, figured it out, it wasn't that, that hard. Difficult. His stuff sounds like it could be easy, but yeah, it's yeah. actually more involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and we move from uh, track one to track two, "Model Worker." Um, also another very super <laughs> new wave, very that, new wavey yeah, sounding right. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But remember, the, what, they invented new wave. Right, right, yeah. So it's uh, it's funny when you listen to it. Some, yeah, it, it's true because we're looking at everything with hindsight now. And then if it sounds like because obviously these guys were influential to a yes. lot of bands that came after. You yeah. know, uh, bands like uh, Devo. Well, Devo came. I know we're doing stuff really early too. So. They were, but Devo. Um, but other ba- I'm trying to think of other like. Simple Minds. They've been from the same well. Right, that okay. Magazine was. But bands like uh, Simple Minds oh, sure, yeah. and uh, Sushi, well, obviously Su- Susie, Susie and the, the Banshees, Banshees yeah. but uh, The Cure, maybe, although, no, actually, Robert Smith was doing this stuff. He had his own little, uh, yeah, but he had the, his own shit. The Sound Magazine was this. Is, is a sound that was definitely carried on after them, and you heard a lot of bands. So a yeah. lot of the sounds you're, you're hearing on yeah, this like record. Yeah, uh, what we. Um, Who's the band turning Japanese? The Vapors. Oh, the va- right, right, exactly. So <laughs> a lot of the uh, second tier, say- one hit wonder type yeah, bands. Sure. Uh, they definitely had the, uh, a lot of this sound, which is um, it, it's like it's it's definitely post punk because it's not punk at all because it it's not raw. No, it's it's a lot of it's very polished, clean, but it has an edge to it. Yes, the it textures. Has, it's trebly. 
It's um, so the sound. Some of the sounds are thin. Right. The drums are mixed kind of thin. Right, and it, and it has those crazy synths. Like this song at yeah, the end, it's right. got like this crazy synth yeah, part, sure. uh, which is which is awesome. But um, this song, I get it. Almost seems like Model Worker. Like there's a bit of a relationship in here, but it's kind of feels like it's almost thrown in there. Uh, I, yeah. So he's talking about himself being a... A, a model worker. So in a problem. way, it's like he's a model worker. Like he's sort of going through... He could talk about his relationship. Like he's trying to be the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, good yeah, boyfriend yeah. or the, yeah. the model boyfriend, the, the model um, uh, uh, right. partner. Right, right. The model partner. Model for. Right, but, right. But again, you get that Eastern Bloc feel of... Right. Yeah, uh, uh, but it's very... Yeah, because he says, but because I love you and because you love me... A model worker, right, I'll willingly yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do in this, uh, in this uh, situation. He starts off saying, "I'm sick of working on the land. Didn't want to be a farmer anymore. Right, right. I want to work with machines and look handsome. So, <laughs> you know, and he he references his appearance quite a bit in these lyrics yes. as well. He realizes he's. He's not a he, like and if Rob you, and I. Yeah, if you find, a, yeah, if you find pictures a, of Howard Devoto, he was not a heartthrob. No, <laughs> he wouldn't have been in Duran Duran. They no. would not have let him in no. the band. Um, although the guy that produced their first two records, uh, Real Life, and uh, uh, um, help me, Second Out Magazine record. Oh, uh, oh, um, the old magazine man. One. You got to know that. You're, old man, old, come on, old man at work. What? Um, I just listened to it this afternoon. Anyway, who was the producer? Magazine the first... Two. Nah, it wasn't Magazine <laughs> Two. Uh, guy who produced the first two magazine records and got some flack for the production on. Um, all right, uh, this is stupid. I'm going to look it up. All right, Barry's looking it up, and while he's looking it up, I'm going to. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to point out because uh, we didn't last time that people could email us at. Um... Yes. TRGMH33 at gmail.com. And um, you can go to Facebook. We have um, That Record Got Me High podcast. Uh, It's on Facebook. Yes. So uh, people have been coming. We we put like little, uh, we've been putting, we're going to put teasers of the next record we're going to do. And we sort of talk about the records. And people put their little snide comments. And they're very very funny. (laughs) So uh, you're all very clever. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to provide. Let us know. Let the, us know. What you the, think. the second record is called Secondhand Daylight. Ah, it was and, close. Yeah, <laughs> which I wasn't close. Describes the, the sound of that record completely. It's a dark. It is a very dark record. Right. And the production right. on it is very dark. Oh, okay. Um, the opening lines on the on the album are "It's always raining over the border." <laughs> <laughs> so you get gray. So the produ- the producer on that album got a lot of flack uh, for that production, but he went on to produce the first two Duran Duran records, which were huge hits. So he went from there to like, okay, I'll show you. Right. <laughs> how about how about this? Um, and oh, these guys are handsome too. Yes. <laughs> we could do something with these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they did. And, uh, Devoto in, in the model worker. Uh, well, you, you referenced the line about uh, 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 a model worker I will willingly be and then the next time and the next chorus is and, and I just want to know while the revolution lasts so we're in the midst of a revolution will it enable me to swallow broken glass so um, he's uh, I think he's referencing his discomfort with um, 
the shit he has to eat to be in this relationship right, or to do right. the things he has to do. <laughs> you know, this is great, but basically, you know, we talk about shit sandwiches. I had to eat the shit sandwich. Yep. If you want it, you want the bread, you got to eat the shit. <laughs> so, all, so basically, all his songs about love, it's love with quotes, with hand Love with quotes, it is, for sure. And, uh, um, and he has self-deprecating uh, humor as well. The next tune. Next song, I'm, I'm a, a party. party. It's called I'm a Party. And you can tell that he's being sarcastic because he doesn't really think <laughs> no. he's a party. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's sort of, uh, it, it's obviously a sarcastic uh, play. Um, he's, he, <laughs> I'm sorry, Barry was trying to be stealth, but while he, he he motioned me to keep talking, and then he went and threw a pillow at his 15-year-old dog. That dog, you don't have to do that. It's yes. It's, there's no other way. Because it that's didn't a, work because she's still panning. She'll stop now. Okay. He threw, right. he threw a pillow, but it was a big, soft, uh, fluffy but pillow. I, uh, so. Just, here's, just so, in, in my defense... <laughs> I work at home with this dog, so I spend. Oh, this is all day. You've had eight 16, hours of her. Yeah, sixteen uh, hours a day in okay. the same room with this fifteen-year-old dog who loves to <laughs> obsessively lick herself. Right. Um, we probably edit this out because who gives a shit? I'm a, a party. Shit? No, no. I, this is perfect. all right. So there's a bit, and I'm a party. Barry's um, not a party either. I'm clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get another drink in me. I, I'm a lot loosen up. Um, I'm such and such. I'm such a scream. Bad choices take me to task. You'll see. All right, so um, I'll take out the car, but nobody will want to crash. All right, so J.G. Ballard's book, Crash, was a lot of people had read that book around this time. And so you have the normal uh, with their song, Warm Leatherette, which references uh, crashing. Uh, You got David Bowie always crashing in the same car. And you got Howard DeVoto, um, I'll take out the car, but nobody will want to crash. So... This book by J.G. Ballard romanticized. It, it, it didn't, did it romantic? No, it described people who became, were uh, had a sexualization of car crashes, and so. Uh, uh, wow, that's that old. I didn't know it was yeah, that yeah, old. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, wow, that's great. Look, look at Barry like educating us all. I could be wrong. Yeah. I might look in the Ballard book. Came out like <laughs> no, I'm going with that. Pretty right. sure that, that you that better Ballard be right, or else like, we'll have to edit that yeah, out because yeah. that'll be very embarrassing. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's very, there is a little bit of sadomasochistic thing in here. He said, you could do me a favor, do whatever you want. I will let you hurt me because I know it hurts you. Oh, right. It hurts you. uh, Right. Um, (laughs) So he has some intimacy issues, clearly. (laughs) Either that or he's just involved with somebody who's nuts. So it's also possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, there was another line in this that I liked, uh, another fear reference. Yeah. you got me racing, you got me racing. The sound of a siren in all the spaces between. So there's a, the sirens are always going. And if that's a, a literal or metaphorical, I'm not sure. But uh, um, Yeah, I got to go with just about everything he writes is uh, metaphorical. He's got yeah, yeah, other yeah, yeah. shit going on uh, with yeah. the right Because it's really, really great writer, man. This guy is such a good songwriter. He is. And uh, and next we have, which is a kind of like uh, a love song. It's a, it's, it is, and it's got great background vocals in it um, by the aforementioned um, Laura Teresa. Yes. The, uh, you never knew me. You never knew me, and this is like a poignant lost love song in a way, but it's like the Howard Devoto poignant of such a, of a lost, lost love song. song. Yes. And uh, you, you're what keeps me alive. You're what's destroying me. Do you want the truth? 
or do you want your sanity? <laughs> you were hell. And yes, everything, yes. I, 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 and everything else was, was just, just a mess. mess. <laughs> um, I found I'd stepped into the deepest unhappiness. Yes. So yeah, not not a love song. No. It's a it's a because he says in the song he says thank God that I don't love you. <laughs> all of that's all of that's behind me now. Still he, seems to but, be above you, but it's, obviously he still does. He's saying that he's lying. He's lying. Yes, yes obviously it's, he's it's lying. all lies because he wouldn't bother to. He wouldn't expect- bother exactly. That's what I said. Why else care? Why would he write a song about it? Yeah, he yeah. doesn't care, which is awesome. It's awesome yeah. that he's sort of um, and he realizes that. I think he realizes the song is like the narrator of the song is saying this. You know, it's almost like. And there's another uh, reference in here to the. Uh, uh, I remember what I said about the. Perhaps the uh, uh, difference in under, level of understanding between the, uh, the intellectual understanding between the partner and himself. You think you've understood. You you you're ignorant that way. It's like oh, so uh, <laughs> he's uh, he doesn't think too much of this person's ability to reason things. No, out. well that's it. See, he's still with all these things. Even he's still kind of a dick about things. You can yeah, tell. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's no, definitely. Of a dick yeah. about it. And well, he a- appears in the movie um, 24-Hour Party People, which is about Factory Records. Oh, right, right. He's And he has a cameo as a janitor. Oh, really? Really him? Howard DeVoto? Really, yes. Oh. He playing, and his character is in a bathroom making out with Tony Wilson's wife. <laughs> and so uh, he turns to the camera, he breaks the third wall, turns to the camera... And says, "Well, I definitely don't remember that happening." Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. So, uh, um, and this song, so this song has a really great guitar work, and it's got piano. I love it because it, it has yeah. real piano. Ooh. It has real piano, uh, beautiful piano, instead of the synths, which is in a lot of stuff here. And uh, and it definitely uh, th- things like that make this uh, songs like this seem more. Uh, like they could have been done anytime, more timeless when it's not because right. it's more it's, regular instruments. Right, and right. The song. There's certain things about the production that will are of its time. Right, like basically that a lot of it has to do with the 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 sort of narrowing of frequencies. It's got sort of a mid rangey thin sound, which was a new wave, a hallmark of new wave right, records. Right, right, right. And um, if you hear, there's some peel sessions of magazine. And there's some oh, that stuff is so good because and so it's John just Peele, yeah. When they went in there, it's just they throw the mics on it, and they've got I don't know, but they take a day to record stuff. And you can tell it just shows you what great what a great band this was and yeah. what great musicians yeah. they are. And their but, version, uh, the version of uh, uh, the, the there's a Sly Stone uh, cover we'll talk about later. The version on, on Peel Sessions of "Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself Again" is. Utterly fantastic, and it's superior, much superior to the record version. It, it absolutely, which, is. which I'm not, yeah, which I'm not that crazy about. And the peel, well, there's, there's, there's some cool things about the recorded version we could talk about. But yes, the peel version has got a lot, is much darker, much heavier, and much. Uh, it's just got that. It's got that deep, uh, dark, paranoid feeling. Feeling which Sly Stone. I mean, you know why they, they picked that or why you picked that. But we'll get to that song. Okay, we will. But, um, yeah, definitely you should, uh, if, if you listen to some magazine and you're into them, you should definitely check out, they actually did a, there's a, a compilation of the, all the all Peel, Peel sessions. sessions. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. definitely where it's, it's really good. So that's definitely worth checking out and getting. So uh, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back uh, to discuss the rest of uh, the correct use of study.
Okay, uh, we are back for we are. part two. Yes, and we're up to song number five, which is called, which is uh, so odd that on a on a record that was released in uh, in in England by a British band in 1980 is called Philadelphia. <laughs> it's called Philadelphia, and why? Now, let me ask you, just right off the bat, why is is it? Is it just called Philadelphia so he could reference, he's got a line where he said, I had liberty of movement. Oh, I didn't think about that. And I'm thinking that mainly he has a line, right. I had liberty here's of movement, that, but I'm so lazy. Here's something you got to consider. Why is it called Philadelphia? They had toured him. So he quite possibly has been in Philadelphia. Okay. So maybe he has some experience. But also, okay, he's a clever chap. And so I had forgotten that the etymology of the word Philadelphia is um, Phila is love. And Adelphos is brother. The city, it's the city of brotherly love. Right. Philadelphia. So he, and it starts with an, an awesome. Uh, menacing, yes. Awesome. Lick men- yes, yes. That is tough to play. And then it starts, and then the bass comes in with another part that's also. These are not easy things to play. These guys were funky. It's a little funky. Fun- this is, is funky. Now, does this remind you of? Are you a fan of uh, uh, um, uh, Bill Nelson? Uh, yeah, Bebop Deluxe. Yeah, I know exactly what Some you're talking about. Some of the stuff in it reminds me. Well, his that. playing uh, yeah, yeah. reminds me of uh, Bill Nelson. That, Bebop Deluxe. He's definitely heard Bill Nelson. He's definitely heard Robert Fripp because right, right. there's some Frippian stuff that comes in uh, in the in the Sly Stone cover. Um, but Philadelphia... Well, you can't wait to get that Sly Stone cover. Well, you? it's a great... I mean, <laughs> it's it's uh, the first, It's probably... Um, I think the first time I heard the record, um, I was st- struck by it because I thought um, it's just... It was such an odd choice for right. this band to Yeah, it do. absolutely is. But they do have... But it's funky, and they do have some funky sounding songs, which this one right here... And they pull them off. They're able to the, really pull, pull it off. Definitely. And uh, musically, this is a really cool, uh, musically cool song. It is. I'm going to be honest. I don't get... The, the lyrics are cool. He starts out, your, your clean living, clear-eyed, clever, level-headed brother, brother says, says he'll, he'll put, put all the screws, screws upon your newest lover. But okay, that's a that's like a really Buddha's in the fireplace. That means bad things like peace and love are 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 not happening. The truths in drugs from outer space. Maybe it's right to be nervous now. He's it's a paranoid. He's paranoid. It's a it's a song about paranoia. Right, right. Who are these madmen? What do they want from me? So he's being oppressed. He's being questioned. He's being quizzed. Right. Or he got arrested in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> you may be right. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's it. it. With all of their straight talk from their misery. Think about cops interrogating you. Yeah. You know, think about uh, what the guys from, um, uh, what's the, dun, 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 dun. Oh, Dragnet. Dragnet. <laughs> <laughs> With all their straight talk from their misery. They're not happy guys. Right. right. They're cops. <laughs> all right, so that's it. We're saying, we're saying right now, you yeah, got arrested is, in Philadelphia. You got arrested in Philadelphia. We're going um, with that. I Everything would like be just fine if this is where he hits up the uh, the uh, uh, um, Dostoevsky reference explicitly. Um, I'd have been Raskolnikov, but Mother Nature ripped me off. Now Raskolnikov. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Rickskolnikov was a crime, character, and crime and punishment. Crime and punishment. Who um, murders a guy school. for his purse, but he doesn't pull it off. The crime off. He he just forgets one minor detail, right? And ends up uh, confessing to a hooker, a prostitute, and they both end up in a gulag or a Siberian uh, prison camp. So uh, I'd have been Rickskolnikov, but Mother Nature ripped me off. So he's not he's he's inadequate to even pull off uh, <laughs> <laughs> a failed crime or to be he's not even adequate to be a um a, a literary criminal of 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 renown. Right, right. So he's uh he's just a <laughs> um in Philadelphia I'm sure that I felt healthier and then again maybe it's right to be nervous now. Paranoid. Um and he said oh he and more confession. I had liberty of movement, but but I'm so lazy. I'm right, so yeah. lazy. And liberty of movement, that's funny, Liberty Bell. I, I don't know. Would he would he even know what the Liberty Bell was in? Yes, so yes, I'm going with that. If you could go with the he got arrested there, I'm going with the Liberty threw that in specifically. Okay. He's clever enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um and I don't know, okay, I don't know who he's talking to in the in the uh this uh you're just a big kid. You're not so big at that. You never got the hang of it. Now you're being looked at. So this 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 that bit kind of drops in there, and um, it's different because he's suddenly he's talking about a person, and he and you don't know who this is, and you don't know, uh, 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 or maybe it's the same guy as the the Mad Men. What the, what do they want from me? Right. Um, um, and this also has an incredible. This song also has the incredible line in it. Um, Where have I seen you before? Some same place you saw me. I expect I've got a good face for memories, and he's talking about his appearance again, right? Because he's not good looking, and so <laughs> right. if you see him, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy." I remember that. I guy. remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just like an average looking, nice right. looking guy. He's just got kind of a. He's just got kind of an angular, you know, right? Angular appearance, um, which we Barry and I both know well. Absolutely. All right, now we go to number six. There's my is word, by I the w- way. <laughs> my forbidden word, absolutely. Oh, that's right, shit. Okay. Yeah. I want to burn again. All right. Uh, this love song, song. Yeah, love, love song. And, and this song I, 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 I like because it's different because it's just his voice and acoustic guitar for the yeah. beginning part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, Just the voice and the acoustic, and then there's a really cool drum part that comes in that brings in... There the is a great drum part in this. Such yeah, a great yeah, drum part, yeah. yeah. And... Also, there's the there's the uh, there's the appearance of uh, either a noir esque or a refugee aspect to this. Um, newcomer arrives, a possession and guilt in his face. He apologizes to the customs man for the gaping hole in his suitcase. Oh right, right. So yeah. he's got a shabby, you know, he's some, he's just arrived in a new country yeah. with his crappy luggage. And he's Apollo. He's you know. Yeah. This is yeah. This is like kind of a sad song. He says, uh, "I met your lover yesterday, wearing some things I left at your place, (laughs) singing a song that means a lot to me. I've known a certain grace." So it's like this is like a brutal, disappointing, like like love. Another love quote song. That, uh, but he's saying in the song that no matter how no matter how hard it was that he's going to chase that feeling again. Like, right, I want to he burn wants again. to burn again. He, want, he wants he'll to still chase it again. Feeling, no matter whether it's right. But I still turn to love. I want to burn again. 
Right, um, right. I've Which been, is a really, this is a really great love song when yeah, you think about it. Yeah, I've been it blown about for years on my way to you, and I still turn to love. Um, good on Howard DeVoto for writing a for writing Well, yeah, this is lyrically, um, you know, this this record has has a lot to recommend it. You can you can because I spent a lot of the week just looking at these songs and thinking about what he was saying. Oh, you could dig, yeah, you could dig dig way deep into these he's, songs. He's read and he's putting he's definitely referencing what he's read. And I actually went digging to try to find interviews from the time where he what might have talked about what he had been reading besides Dostoevsky. Right, and um. I, I didn't, you know, and I got the maybe the J.G. Ballard thing, I, which I'm pulling out of, you know, pulling out of thin air. Out of your ass. Exactly. <laughs> but he uh, is responding to both li- literature he's read and a style. I, and in fact, somewhere we're in here, um, maybe it's further along. I thought I found maybe a William Burroughs, a little bit of William Burroughs. As oh, well. probably. I, I mean, I could definitely see that. Uh, I found some Burroughs. I found some uh, Kierkegaard. Believe it or not, nice. Um, nice and you would even Kafka. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kafka for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Yeah, there's so, definitely a lot of these songs are Kafkaesque. And, and maybe that's what I was. I, yeah, you can sort of put a blanket over all of this record and say Kafkaesque lyrics. Even oh yeah, though, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Especially the the, the last same song. feeling of reading Kafka where you're like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's not he's not he's not comfortable in his own skin. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> um. All right, and now we go into the cover, the the unexpected cover on this song. Right, of a Sly Stone song. Sly Stone, thank you. Which is ballsy, because Sly is a, you know, Sly is a a legendary figure. Right, right. And on here, they they play kind of straight. Uh, He's definitely playing, I feel like he's playing with his delivery of the lyrics. Yeah. He's playing with the fact that this is a band that you wouldn't think would be covering it. Yeah. Because it's kind of... Robotic in his delivery, it and, is. Uh, and it's very methodical, which makes it cool. But it's a song about fear, and it's a song about paranoia. Oh, this, is, is it really? Oh my god! Okay. Um, looking at, oh come on! <laughs> looking at the devil, grinning at his gun, fingers start shaking. I begin to run. Thank you for letting me be myself again. So, what is his? What is his natural state? Is one of uh, of uh, uh, fear and terror. Uh, bull- <laughs> right. Start chasing. I begin to stop. We begin to wrestle, and I was on the top. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. So- you know that's uh, you know uh, that's awesome. I feel now. I'm going to admit I didn't actually look read the lyrics to the song because it wasn't his uh, Howard DeVoto song. I said, oh well, I know that song. It's, I listened to it. Yeah, no, that's, it's so the lie. That's great. See, is, I didn't know that. I that, didn't know that. It was that. on the record before. I'm learning, I'm learning too, people. Yeah. I'm learning too. <laughs> It was on. It was on the record before. <laughs> there's a riot going on. So um, it face it. When Sly wrote this, Vietnam riots. Nixon was president. Watts. Everything. Martin Luther. MLK assassinated. So and and Sly was starting to do hard drugs. So he is in the midst. Sly is writing this song. This extremely tongue in cheek song about thank you for letting me. Thank, I want to thank you. For letting, it's 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 a well, total now I fuck feel, now you. I feel like an idiot no, because I didn't no, know any of that. No, it's okay. I, <laughs> now no. it may, I thought they were just doing it 
Ironically, let's no, take this fun song. With the vibe it does the fit in. It really does. With the, and you could totally see how how a devoted would be drawn to us to a song <laughs> lyrically yeah, like that. Yeah. Thank you, Barry Stock. And there's for some, letting there's, me. There's some, <laughs> be an idiot there's some John McGee guitar on here, which I said, you know, her Robert Fripp. There's some some de- some Frippish guitar on here, which um, harkens back to. Uh, uh, it's one particular King Crimson record called Starless and Bible Black that there's some there's some really angular and um, tense sounding improvs on that album that it sounds like McGeek has heard those and he's like well like th- that kind of fits here so um, yeah it's a great cover and it the is. version but I the would version, recommend listening to the, the uh, Peel Session, the Peel Session version, version absolutely is, is it, it's not that the one on the record isn't great. The Peel Sessions version is a revelation. Yeah, it because is. it's a badass, extremely thick, dense, and menacing version of the tune. It's great. It is. And Check it's back to New Wave. Yes. After, right, right. <laughs> sweetheart contract. <laughs> uh, uh, Under a sweetheart contract, which clearly stated, strength is always help. Well, you got, oh, that's definitely uh, 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 1984 Orwell. Because you've got you've got the, the slogan. Oh yes, yes, you're right. And, and actually, the whole record is uh, has Orwell. that over it too. Very yeah, Orwellian. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dystop- there's a dystopia right. feeling here, and he talks about you know he says when he, when he says I was uh, dominant for hours. He keeps coming back to it. I was dominant. What is he saying for that? I got the upper Tell hand. Tell me, explain. It to I me. explained. I got the. I researched the word, the phrase, the upper hand. Because I thought, oh, that's an interesting phrase, and I didn't really know what it meant. I had to dig around for a while to to get what it, um, to figure out the upper hand. And it's from the 1400s, and it was a game to figure out who would, it was like throwing dice to figure out who would get to go first or something, where you had a stick. And each person would alternately put a hand oh, on the right, stick, right, and whoever right. got to whoever the top, that, well, the had top the upper hand. Upper hand the nice. other, and then there was another related um, term was the whip hand, the hand that held the whip. So uh, um, that it was used alternately. So it's a term of power, a term of dominance. I had the upper hand, I had dominance. But uh, knowing where it came from, there was a, a oh, the Kierkegaard thing. I, um, I wanted to be there on the far side of sin. I've putting my. I've been. Putting, oh, this is a great line right here. See, read this line. I've been putting myself through hell, waiting for hell to begin. I love that. So, so Kierkegaard good. was a notorious uh, uh, hypochondriac. He was a terrible hypochondriac. So, um, he also gets referenced in a in a a, a, a song by a band, The Stranglers. Um, it's called uh, uh, "All's Quiet on the Eastern Front." Oh yeah, and it says. Um, uh, hypochondriac tombstone is a line in, in that song and they're talking about Kierkegaard's grave. <laughs> how do you know this? I'm, I, I'm in awe ladies and gentlemen. I do not know how I'm very nervous. So, little, little bits of, uh, yeah, little of stuff bits. pulled from here and there. And at the end of Sweetheart Contract, another line thrown in. It's almost like Devoto says, I want to throw a line in here to, to throw them off. The last line of the song is, we better give it back. It's not ours. And there's nowhere in the song where he talks about having something right, that you right. would go, it's what not, do they got to give right. back? Uh, it's kind of like a coda, like a little coda thing it, it he is. threw into the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, but you found something 
and you know you're thinking about keeping it, but that you're worried because you know Big Brother right. might have seen you pick it up. We better <laughs> give it back. It's not ours. It's not ours. That's awesome. And then we come to the the, the closing song on the record. And no, no, we, well, is so is stuck not on the record. What is stuck not on uh, the song stuck? Is that on? Because I have stuck on my version of the record. The song stuck is in between that and under the floor. Really? Box. Yes. Because right, but I was I didn't know for sure. I, I, I think stuck is on. You know what I think it is? I think it was on a release that was um, maybe the U.S. release. Maybe yeah. They threw it so in maybe there. I had to. All right. So let's but, forget stuck. stuck. It's is not on, even. It's on the extra tracks of the CD. It's, it's okay. It's an okay song. It's basically he's stuck in love. It's another funky sounding song. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. We and can definitely go past. And there's um. There's like a version of the Peel Sessions, I think, too, of Stuck. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure because on some versions I saw that it wasn't there, but on the one I, that I had, it is on there. But that's fine. That's fine. We need to go to a song from Under the Floorboards because it's that's uh, this <laughs> this is a really great song. It is. If nothing else, you should hear this, this song. song. And and uh, aside, uh, the, the lyrics are awesome and the music is great. This yeah. song is so catchy. And uh, the opening line, it's it's not... I thought he lifted it directly from uh, Notes from the Underground. But, uh, apparently but it's, he's... It's he, paraphrased. Because he says... In his song, he says, I am angry, I am ill, and I am ugly as sin. My irritability keeps me alive and kicking. But, uh, so, no, I know the meaning of life, and it doesn't help me a bit. Right. I know beauty, and I... Know a good thing when I see it, <laughs> so he's willing to turn that up. But you know, but notes from the underground start. I am a sick man. I am a spiteful man. <laughs> I, I am an unattractive man. <laughs> so he did. He, he, he changed he it a little, but he definitely relates to that character, right? And de- yeah, because this character has contempt for the world, yeah. but he has equal contempt for himself, himself. <laughs> right? Yes. But this is something I don't know if you noticed this, but Morrissey and the Mar- Morrissey does a cover of this. And he changed the beginning of the song. He changed the irritable line where he says, uh, my irritability keeps me alive and kicking. And Morrissey made it to, I don't know what keeps me alive and kicking. Oh, But it's like, Morrissey, come on. on, Who's more irritable than Morrissey? (laughs) Really? (laughs) He changed it, which is, I thought was really funny that Morrissey had to change that one line because God forbid he (laughs) refers to himself as being irritable. irritable. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, God. Morrissey. But uh, the song is. Of course, is if you hear this so. and you want to clarify, go ahead and you can call in. You got the. Or you Maybe wanna... he was being ironic by doing that. He was being. Obviously, I'm irritable, so I'm gonna, not going to say it. Right. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, what could it be? What, whatever could it be that keeps me alive and kicking? It's a song from Under the Floorboards. So it's, you know, it's a song from where the wall is cracked. It's, it's from the place where, you know, you're in. You're in some old old flop house, and the floors are there's cracks in the floors, and right. you can see down to the you know the dirt. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then when the, you can see through the crack in the wall. To yes. The, uh, this is a song that's just wallowing in the muck of of humanity. It and, is, and all its uh, and all its. Uh, I horrors. know the highest and the best. I accord them all due respect, but the brightest jewel inside of me. Glows with pleasure at my own stupidity. So, <laughs> and self-loathing. Words, he loves his own his self-loathing. Yes, is, yes. This song wows in self-loathing, but it's amazing because it's still such a catchy, great song. I swear to God, this song will get stuck fantastic. in your head. And it's he's got really Kafka in there by force of habit. 
Um, I am an insect. I have to. Oh con- yes, that's right. Yeah, the Kafka I thing. Con- I, am an I have to confess, yeah. I'm proud as hell of that fact. Yep. So um, he's cranky. He's a cantankerous guy, and he's not gonna. I suspect he's probably still a cantankerous guy. Um, <laughs> but then, there's self-confession in here as well. I used to make phantoms I could later chase. Image of images of all that could be desired. Then I got tired of counting all of those blessings. And then I just got tired. Which is kind of like, you kind of get to the end of that verse and you're like, wow. I know, that's great. <laughs> you're right, exactly. I wrote that down too because that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I got and then, that he, and then yeah. He, um, he repeats the chorus and that's the end of the record. Um, and this record um, was not counted. A lot of people think real life is like their magnum, you know, like that was their, their, their ultimate... I did. Before this, I did. And I will totally bow to Barry's... Uh... It's... I remember the when I first heard... I probably... I, I didn't hear this record when it came out. I probably only heard it probably maybe about 80, 1981. So it had been out a couple of years. By the time I heard it, I heard it at a... I suspect at a used record store in Orlando. And my friend Matt Gorney, who works at Full Sail... And it's not on Facebook, or I'll, I'll have to get him to hear this somehow. Oh, so it's like not even a real person then. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. He's wise enough to stay off of social <laughs> How media. How can we spy on him? <laughs> he, um, I think it was him that played this record for me. And it go- That's great. Isn't it great having friends that expose you? It to is. Well, stuff. we had Scott it's Roberts, so who awesome. we hit up, and he was very happy to be part of that story last week about Dustin Yes, Arcade. yes. And then I believe Gorney was, uh, my recollection was responsible for turning me on to correct use of soap. Um, and uh, then, you know, McGee's guitar playing. Um, but um, who I, I is a guy that uh, his playing, you know, he left magazine after this record. I, I ostensibly because of the, the, the songs were too keyboard oriented. Um, I, you know, he, I, I he ended just, up playing in, Visage, dude, didn't he? Yeah, he that, was also, <laughs> that first Visage record, he's on it, and so is Howard Devoto, and so is um, Barry Adamson. But that record is very schizophrenic. There's some stuff that's very obviously those guys, and then there's some stuff that's very obviously, oh, this is Visage. Oh, right. Like, so, um, but there's a song called Tar, I think, on that record. I believe it's called Tar, that they're all part of. And if you can hear, it's uh, McGeeck's guitar playing and, Bar- and Barry Adamson playing bass. And I don't know, maybe Howard Devoto background vocals or something but um, yeah the Visage thing it, it's okay I believe he also played I think McGee also played on uh, the Dancing With Myself single Billy Idol I think oh, really? he, he might be responsible for the guitar playing on that oh. um, I suspect Susie made him an offer he couldn't refuse Probably, and it was a good. It was a good move, I think, for him. It, it was, was definitely a good move, and uh, they did some great music too. And uh, but this, yeah, this is a great record. So magazine, correct use of soap. And as it hadn't been mentioned before, I think I, magazine has a dual meaning. Um, and, and some of the you know, oh, does it? I didn't yeah, know magazine is you both the, you, the oh the, uh, it's, the a, it's also a place you uh, place you load uh, ammunition right in, right, in, a, in right. a weapon or even a uh, a store where you store. Uh, so there's that that sort of oh well which one is he talking about right um, so yeah I love this album this is a five star absolutely listen to it over and over and over great record yes I really enjoyed so it so Rob has a record for us for next week 
Next week, I'm going. I feel like I don't want this to be a pattern where I pick yeah. the more obvious choices and then you pick the cool, obscure ones. But I want to get this. I just want to get this out because this album really uh, did mean a lot to me, and it was a big record for me. And it is the replacements, and it is Tim. Oh, Tim by the replacements, okay. and I even I listened to it again uh, the other day just to make sure. It was as great as I remembered it, okay. and it's like, oh yeah, it really is. It's but got it's post, so many post, great post songs Bob on it. Yeah, well, Bob Stinson's on it, but he didn't play on it. He, 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 it's going to be interesting to talk about, because he was still in the band. No, this is the last Bob Stinson record, Tim was. But he couldn't play on a lot of stuff because he was already he was like he was three up. sheets to the wind. Yeah, I think he was. I think he had. But it's a really it's a it's an interesting re- record to dive into, as as you will see, and it's also a really great record. So Tim is next uh, week, and uh, do you have any uh, recommendations? Well, we got some. We have some merch. There's some t-shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, t-shirts. that's right. We have merch. T-shirts up on the Society Six and also on Redbubble. Uh, that record got me high. Um, there's a reverse and a regular version of the logo. If someone's interested, I have ordered a shirt. Oh, I got to order one. Yeah, Damn it. I knew you'd so get one. I can run around one people one. and go, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and, uh, it's <laughs> almost as bad as wearing your own band's shirt, yeah, wearing almost. your own podcast yeah. shirt. It's, it's not, not as bad, though. It's not as bad. No, because it's more obscure. Right. And also, just remember, you can contact us at trgmh33 at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook. Uh, we are we're on Twitter, but you know we're, yeah. we're not. <laughs> we're it's not, not really Twitter. We're not that active. No. Yeah. And who has uh, time? Who has time for all that? We hope you enjoy our uh, musings. Yeah. See you next week. That's right for episode seven. Replacements. Tim. <laughs>